Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Career Conversations with Vumim Sweli. And we are in podcast land. And I thought, what better than to bring us someone who is now a master at podcast. And we have got the incredible Ayanda Vana. She's the Chief Operating Officer at Kula. You probably are following her on Instagram because she's also an influencer. She is, you might not know this, but a lawyer. She is the Equip and Elevate podcast host. She's the co-founder and initiative of the initiative Clay Pots Youth Against Social Injustice in grade 11. This woman literally arranged a social justice march with the then unknown Questa Spirits. You know what time it is right now. And of course, she also, she's been in startups for a while. 2016, she co-founded a student carpooling app known as Ubuntu Ride back at Rhodes. So she's been in this, you know, startup life. And she's literally one of my favorite social media people. Ladies and gentlemen, Ayanda Vana. Hello, 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 Ayanda. Hi. Oh my goodness, Wumi. Where did you get some of that information? Like, we've never spoken about that. I was just like, K-Pods, Questa. This is when Questa was still like, not not Questa that we know today. Yeah, not, the, not the spirits we know now. Not, the, not the one. <laughs> I'm so no, blown away that you found that. No, uh, my people, we, we, we do our research. We go digging. We sure. Go digging. <laughs> so I got the privilege of being on your podcast and I've gotten to know yes. you, which I thoroughly enjoy. But for our listeners who might not know you, we're going to do a rapid fire question okay. just so we can get to know who's I am a little bit, right? Yes. So you just answer which one is yours. So let's kick off. Beach or bush? Oh, I'll say bush. Okay. Android or Apple? Oh, of course, Apple. Oh, my goodness. Wait, and I also support Android because a lot of our users use Android, but Apple. Both. But preferably, you like me, I have both. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Why choose when you can have both? <laughs> I, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Tea or coffee? Oh, definitely coffee. I'm a coffee fan. I live for coffee. I'm a coffee snob, but I love coffee. Okay. Morning or night? Uh, morning. I think I'm very productive in the morning. Um, in night, I'd like to. I like relaxing. Sedan or SUV? Oh, definitely SUV. God knows where I want my next car in the future. Definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely that person. I'm transferring from sedan to SUV. Yeah, um, it's it's necessary. I want to climb. It's onto so nice. I want to be like, hello, everyone, looking. <laughs> um, wine or beer? Um, none of the above. <laughs> Are you gonna say water? You water. Ah, uh, water. I would go with water. <laughs> uh, flats or heels? Oh, this is so tough. I love heels, but I don't wear them. So I'm gonna say heels because I'm manifesting all the heels that I want to own one day, and I do wear heels, but not as often as flats. So I'm gonna say heels. I am definitely a heels girl. I literally I trip when I'm in flats. Every time I've had an accident, it's because I'm in flats. <laughs> uh, seven colors on a Sunday or Ibrai? Seven colors. Oh, Ibrai is just the bright smoke. Then it's going into the kitchen. So, seven colors. <laughs> so, dinner. Dead or alive, you can invite anybody. Who is coming and what are you serving? So, um, how many can I choose as many people I want? Okay. Um, definitely I would love to Viola Davis I love her so much I think she's an incredible actress um, and also would love to have I know people will like have me for this 
Um, but I would like to have like someone in the tech space or probably like an Elon Musk or like a Zuckerberg, even though they're very controversial, but I think they've built really great platforms in the world. Um, and also, obviously, I would love to have Robert Sibukwe from a political perspective. He's like my Ooh, be a good political um, love or <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, so Robert Sibukwe. And then I would definitely say, um, I don't know, local, even more local space. Um, I think... I wanted to say I would love to have like someone from my family that I never got to meet that was part of the history of my family. Um, and what am I serving? I'm serving a starter. That's very simple. Um, it means that... Um, what what can simple I say? starter? So a simple like starter... and tomato and basil. Yeah. Something? Okay. So like I'm not a like I don't... I'm not a foodie. And mm -hmm. I'm not like... And I, I was telling you this. I like go to restaurants for the aesthetics more than the food the ambiance. So, <laughs> the ambiance so if the food looks good anything that looks beautiful plated so i can take a photo of it so i'm not like like fussy as long as it looks beautiful and it's edible i'll have that like the main edible and beautiful you know placed well and then dessert okay dessert i can choose cheese cheesecake i think that's basically what we'll be doing and conversation really will be about innovation de development and I think also like even having a Viola Davis how do we even find voices in these new spaces of innovation and looking at Africa you know it'd be great to have like an Elon Musk or Zuckerberg to speak about all these innovation that's happening um, and I think yeah I think for me that's essentially what I would like to talk about. Awesome. So I'm very interested in your career journey so you find yourself in a space where your family literally sends you to boarding school for greater opportunities. You are there, fourth grade is being repeated because for those of you who don't know, you know, in South Africa, our education system was very different based on the color of your skin. So I ended up was coming up when, you know, there was now Model C schools and it's like, oh, how do I define myself in the face of failure? You pass that, you're like, actually, I'm going to roads far away from family in Johannesburg into a small, small town. And then you study law find yourself post-law and here you are working for a startup. Tell us about a little bit about your career journey. Yeah, sure. Like, I think it's so surprising and how I always say, like, things don't just happen, if that makes sense. Um, and everything that you do in life really does lead to something. Um, when I look back to when I was in primary school, um, you know, one of the things that I had to do, I had to repeat grade four because I went from my previously disadvantaged school. Then now I'm going to Model C school and I got there and people used to laugh at how I speak, um, speak English. And the funny thing right now, I spend a lot of my time speaking, you know, um, it's mm -hmm. always like, you know, like how God just works in all those spaces. You could have let that moment define me to say I'll never be someone who speaks in public. Um, but when I look at what I do right now, a lot of what I do is conversations. I speak a lot and I believe that I am kind of good at having those kind of conversations and facilitating those conversations. And, um, and I think in, in primary school, I was like, I want to be a lawyer. And I wrote that down. And even though I didn't really understand what that will mean for me in the future, mm -hmm. I wrote it down and went through high school, was trying to be everything, trying to explore. And now it came to now I have to make a decision and I couldn't really sell politics to my parents. They were like not understanding what does it mean you want to be a politician. Some of these politicians didn't even go get a degree. What do you mean I have to pay for that? So I had to take a subject or a course that made sense to them, which was law. 
And when I look back to in primary already, this is something that I said I wanted to be a lawyer. In grade nine, when I did an aptitude test, I said I wanted to be a lawyer. And it's just wild because none of those instance, incidents were informed by why I chose law in my first year. You know, it was an independent decision of like, what else is close to politics? What else can I do in that, you know, that will support that? Um, and so he's saying, then I started studying law and I fell in love with it. And I think, you know, this again, like nothing happens by chance. Everything that you think about, we might not understand what you manifest things actually happening. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, studying law at Rhodes, spending time there and really understanding the different um, different parts of law was really good because a lot of what I actually do now has an element of legal. Um, and through that me always being Ayanda, like, guys, I like things, um, you know, in grade nine. <laughs> you know, things like you. Things like things you. Like, I love that. You know, Vumi's like, guys, Vumi, please be around Vumi. It's like, this is why I love I love being around Vumi. Um, so in grade nine, when university reps used to come, I would be there. And with all the grade 11s, I was the only grade nine. We weren't really allowed to be there, but I would, like, find a way to be in there when universities were telling student, I mean, high school learners, grade 11s, that this is what we offer and stuff. But the same thing happened when I was in varsity. Now I was doing the same with law firms. So in first year, there I am trying to find out about law firms, trying to find out about all these different things. Okay, I can maybe try job shadow at the, um, the NPA because right now no one's going to give me back work because I'm in first year. So I can job shadow for two weeks, which is actually job back work. But I think also the same thing, I had the very same, I'm always like, I'm a planner too, but I'm always looking for new opportunities. And so that was me just trying to understand to see how can I position myself, even though it was not like a strategic position at that stage for me, at that, what I was thinking about. But I always thought you need to be prepared and you need to do what you can at this stage. And so the same thing happened. And in my third year, what I decided to do is to start applying for jobs for when I finished, which was going to be two and a half years later. Um, and then I got signed in my third year and I still had two more years to go. Um, yeah, it was my third year. No, more like second year um, and six months in varsity. So my third year in June and I still mm. had another two years to go and I got signed. And I knew for two years that, you know what, things are fine. I know which firm I'm going to work for. And this is a firm that I wanted to work for. And it's one, the only firm, firm I actually interviewed with. Um, so and I I knew that's where I was going and I think for me I think a lot of my faith also really plays a factor in my journey because I think God really opens the opportunities as they are meant to happen and even when I speak about where I am right now it is also also an opportunity that God closing doors and opening other opportunities and after serving my articles um, I joined Kula and it was quite a journey because how do you explain to your parents or your husband that, hey, I actually want to work for a tech startup? One, what is a tech Not startup? Not just a tech startup, a tech startup in farming. In <laughs> farming? Like, what does that mean? Does it mean you never want to be a lawyer? Does it mean that you never want to be an attorney? Does it mean you never be an advocate? I'm like, those are two, three different things. But anyway, but <laughs> so having to explain that to them that this is an opportunity and Vumi, I cannot explain what peace I had when I made the decision to join. Um, and yes, I spoke to different people that had, um, for instance, one of the, the, the one of the people that I spoke to, you know, he was a lawyer, an attorney, 
And he was still practicing, but he had a lot of other side things that he was doing. Like he's a CEO of a, a foundation um, and he's still involved in business and he still does a lot of, you know, legal stuff. And then the lady I spoke to, she studied law, but her path was different from, you know, from being a lawyer to where she is right now. And she was one of the ladies I was serving as an executive director of a JC listed company. And it was really good to just speak to them to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I know I have I have peace in what I'm about to do, but it's also good to hear from people who are doing it slightly different than what's out there. And especially when you spend like a lot of your years at varsity when you're being told that the only way to succeed in this legal space is to be a partner. So you're being told that you need to do articles so you can work for a law firm and then be a partner. So that's what you have. And even when you're entering that space, success or being at the top is being a partner. You know, and so having to like move away from that to say, let me try something different was like really something, even with, I think for myself, even when I joined Kula, I was like, okay, I'm here for a year. Then I'm going to gather the skills That's and I'm so going to try. Done. Yeah, just get all the skills, put them on my CV and then leave. And I think I was here for it. The first month in, I'm like, I'm not going anyway. I'm staying, you know? And I think a lot of that also goes back to Again, who I am, I'm a builder. We're building right now. I'm really passionate about building new concepts, new solutions. I'm passionate about Africa. And that's exactly what we're doing. Come up with solutions that will change Africa. I'm passionate about people. And that's what we do. How can we help people get to a point where their businesses are growing? Market access. Oh, no, already when you think about agriculture, already is very, there's a lot of historical barriers. Any solution that you solve will have a social impact element to it you know um so really i just want to just jump in here quickly so for our listeners who are not south african just of context for you so in our country in south africa um a lawyer is an attorney those are interchangeable um and that is someone who in essence does legal work an advocate would be someone who in essence what you see on tv goes in front of a judge Mm -hmm. and present cases historically you could not go directly to an advocate you'd have to go through a lawyer the law has just recently changed so you can go directly to an advocate that's um a little bit of context for you and when uh, i end is referring to a little bit of history around um access for for farmers is historically black people could not own land specifically Mm -hmm. farmland so that the landscape is fundamentally changing. What's interesting about the work that they're doing at Kula is they are literally breaking down the barriers for, for large farmers, medium-sized farmers, and smaller farmers to be able to go straight through to market without a middleman. So the work you guys are doing is, it makes me very excited. I'm not, a, you know, I'm from, um, I'm from Durban, but you know, my village is originally in Tuba Tuba. So when we start talking farmlands, I get very, very excited. <laughs> I know what this means mm. to, to, you know, to someone who, who could potentially not be a substance farmer, but mm. could expand and how those barriers breaking what that means. And for me, I think that's a highlight in what it is that you're doing. And when we look at careers, we do peaks and pits. Yes. You are very early in your journey. Yes. So far, what has been the pit where you're like, you roomy? Yeah, it was rough. And what has been the peak, that mountainside moment where you're like, I cannot believe this is my life? Sure. So the pits, I'll go back to my article years um, when I was doing my articles, um, when, I was try- when I was trying to obviously complete my article so I can be an attorney. Um, I think one thing we also thrive 
I'm not promoting my company, but I think we want to promote a very healthy. <laughs> we, um, we want to promote, um, we want to create a healthy work environment. But I think already, like, you know, when you're doing your articles, it's very high pressured. And already moving to a space that's very traditional in a sense that this is how work looks like. Um, and I think part of that, that high pressure, no hours, sometimes you're not sleeping. There was one week where I literally was sleeping like two hours or an hour a day. And I would like not see my husband. I didn't see him that whole week, but we live in the same house. I would arrive when he was like sleeping and then I'll leave just before he woke up because I'll get there like two and then I'll have to get up again at like four. And I was so exhausted that I legit got into an accident, a small accident because I fell asleep. Um, I remember waking up to like a bang, like, and I'm so grateful that that happened because the way I, the way I was driving, I was driving to, to the left side of the, 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 um, the route, which could have, would have meant that I would have like, the incoming cars would have like crashed even to me even worse than what happened. Yeah. My car was damaged. Um, but for me, that was also a bigger wake up call to saying that is this the life that I want to also live? And even though that time I didn't, I couldn't articulate that. I mean, there was a lot of things happening with my mental health, my, my body and all of that because of the work environment, but also because of, I think the pressure we put on ourselves, especially when you're starting out, you want to be the best, you want to do the best. So that means you have to put hours, you have to go beyond and above. And sometimes it can be at the expense of your health. And for me, that was something that I, when I look back to that, I'm like, thank God that that happened because it could have, it would have been worse where I would have been hurt. Um, and it also taught me a lesson that even on my team right now, I do not I will not sit around and someone glorifies not sleeping. They know. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't think you are any better or you're doing more um, when, because you're not sleeping. I, I think that's just something that we need to change the work environment, creating a healthy work environment for people to walk in to say, yo, you know, there's something different about the company. I mean, I got the best compliment. We're onboarding this new lady who's joined our company. She's an Afrikaans lady, um, has been in the industry for 30 years. And she says, you know, I've never received this onboarding as, and such a welcome um, in my 30 years of work. And for yeah. me, I'm like, it's working. We are working. We're doing it right. We want people to feel like they belong, um, not irrespective of where they, who they are, where they come from. And, and part of that is just creating really healthy work environment and making sure that people are healthy and are, are taking care of themselves. So I would say that was like a lesson and really one of the toughest time. I think I went through a period of just a whole lot of things happening with my mental health, my body and just everything. And I think one way you say, I look at my career and like, wow, I can't believe this is my job. It's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, we were driving back. We drove back from Venda yesterday. Um, we actually came back last, quite late last night. And I had spent a whole day with some of the farmers that I'm working with. So what I do is what part of the, my responsibilities is to work with funders to fund farmers. And sure, I mean, I was just with this guy, he's 31 years old, started farming six years ago, and he's employing a thousand people on a seasonal basis and 90 people full time. And he's planting on 45 hectares and he's a first generation farmer. So this is not a farmer who inherited a farm. He started on a half a hectare six years, building it and just being on the farm with him and 
being one of the beneficiaries from the fund that we got for him, it really was just like, wow, I can't believe this is my life. Like, you know, when you walk, you like, I cannot believe that I actually get to tap into my purpose, which is really working to advance people's lives. And I believe that through what I'm doing right now, like I'm able to do exactly that, you know, advancing and empowering people. And I think, you know, for me, purpose is very relative to how you see it, but like, it doesn't have to be a specific job. It can just be a specific action that's translated through a job. So I think for me, that was really has been what I'm doing right now is, has that of our companies in my life. Wow. Okay. So I was going to ask you, you know, you've inspired me just by telling me that story. And I think sure. a lot of people who, you know, look at the African continent, we had a number of challenges from colonization to apartheid mm -hmm. in South Africa. You know, we finding things that inspire us mm. is very, very difficult. Mm. What has been your greatest inspiration? Sure. My greatest inspiration. I think seeing people progress, hey. Um, I think going back to, I'm really just passionate about seeing that. Um, and, it, and I think what I love about that is that it's not just through my career, it's just in all rounds. And saying, how can I be in a space where I'm bringing people like Vumi onto my podcast who can, you know, inspire or even help other people who are out there who are feeling stuck in their careers. And then they can sit down and say, wow, that episode by with Vumi about how to accelerate my career, even though it was an hour, I feel like I've taken away things that I can apply in my life now. And therefore I can grow and advance within my space and feel like there's, you know, before I was feeling hopeless, but now I know there's hope, you know, oh, I can reach out to a Vumi. I'm like, who's this Vumi? I want to know, I want to work with her because I learned so much. So I think for me, just seeing people progress really inspires me. And there's nothing as I love celebrating people. I even am getting goosebumps when I think about the amount of people that have reached out to me to say, oh, Ayanda, you know, when you shared that thing, that really inspired me. Or when you had that speaker on your podcast, that has helped my life like this and this and this. Or any of the farmers I'm working with right now, they say because of the funding, I'm able to scale and hire 10 more people. And that for me is what inspires me a lot. I love that. And you know what I found so fascinating? So um, I'm not I'm not a professional person. You're having breakfast, you're laughing at me. I think I had 2,000, 3,000 followers. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I found it so fascinating because there is so much depth into who you are. Hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, I thought you did social. You're like, no, for me, I actually do this and I do that and I do this. And, I, and, and the more we speak and the more we engage, the more fascinated I am as to what makes up who I am. So I'm mm. curious for you to tell me, what is the most surprising thing people find when they get to know you? What's the most surprising thing? Um, sure. I, you know, I thought about this question. I'm like, it depends in which space. So if it's people meeting me for the first time, they're shocked that I have a job. <laughs> I'm like, they're shocked that I have a nine to five. That is always funny. Um, so that's always one that's fun um, because, yeah, it's always very interesting. And then it becomes a conversation. I'm like, no, I do this and I'll do this. Um, but I think people, I know that, okay, I'm not going to say I'm not. So people assume that because I'm very like warm and welcoming and nice that, I'm always like that.
but I actually do have a side when we have to work and we have to get things done. You know, you need to become serious. I think I always shock people like, but aren't you meant to be like smiling and being happy all the time? Why are you this person? So I think that's always like a surprise of like, oh, wow, you, you know, and I think it's just a matter of things need to, yeah, when you, things need to get done, things need to get done. You need to work. And I think the last one um, that people like saying to me, they're always saying like, wow, you're actually quite funny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's another thing that always surprises people about me. But I think, yeah, I think, um, oh, I wanted to share this. I think also people are so used to you being like one linear thing. When I tell people what I'm doing, all the different things, they're like, that is so insane. I cannot imagine doing everything you're doing because they all don't always touch points. You know, they're all different things. So that's always something that's always interesting to see people surprised at sort of what I'm doing. I like that. I like that. Um, so me and you have had conversations. So a lot of people don't know, but I spend a lot of time between Lagos and Nigeria. You can see I'm wearing my native, just for you, Ayanda, just for you. <laughs> <I love> um, <laughs> um, you know, I think West Africa is probably one of my favorite places in the world. Between Duba Duba and um, Lagos and the 12 second Accra, I feel my happiest. What is your favorite place in the world? So I really thought about this, hey. I was like, one, I think we had this conversation, like can a place you've never been to be your favorite place? I'm like, actually, mm -hmm. that can't be. Because um, Paris in my heart is my favorite place in the world, but I've never been there. But I would say that... I will tell um, you offline what I think about Paris because I don't want to get sued by the French government. <laughs> we'll, we'll chat. <laughs> we'll chat. Um, so I think my favorite place, honestly, I, I would really say I love... And it's, I wouldn't say it's Bali. I think any place that has that like level of human, humility and love and... I think there was just something, some an energy that I felt in Bali and just feeling like, wow, imagine if life was like this. Everyone is kind, everyone, you know, like I remember my husband and I came back and said, Yo, I'm never I'm gonna try not have road rage because one thing I learned there, people will drive horribly, but no one is angry or like hooting or screaming and shouting. And that's something I wanted to take away. But so I really love that energy, that just that calmness and and I would say that it wouldn't just be a place particularly to Bali. I feel like any place that I go to and it, and it has a very similar sort of vibe, I think it will become my favorite place. It's interesting. When, you, when we were having coffee and you mentioned Bali, I went back to my, so I journal when I travel. Yeah. And I pulled up my journal about Indonesia. And yeah. I said, and I remember reading, I say, I wrote, this is several years ago, I believe God comes here to take a nap. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a very. And it feels, it feels like that. It's I love that. I love that. Sure, yeah. it feels like that. My goodness. So I'm a big reader. I'm sure you guys can sometimes see my bookshelves in the back. Um, <laughs> and I know you're a big you're a big believer in personal development. So mm -hmm. I want to know what are your top five reads and why. All right. So the first one I would say. Um, Purpose Driven Life um, by Rick Warren. 
Um, I think the question of purpose is one that people spend a lot of time trying to understand what's my purpose, purpose, purpose. And I think a lot of it goes back to who we are. What are you living for? What am I here on earth for? Um, you sort of always searching, irrespective of what, whatever faith or belief, you always have that, what am, why am I here? So I think for me, Purpose Driven Life is such a good book that I always go back to, especially when I'm feeling lost in my purpose, feeling lost in what I'm doing. And just, just a reminder, you know, um, of purpose and what it looks like. So that's one that I love. Another one that I love is Year of Yes um, by Shonda Rhimes. I'm a huge Shonda Rhimes fan. Actually, I found myself saying yes a lot. <laughs> it was your podcast. I was, I was like, yes. I love it. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you read it during that time. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Shonda Rhimes, I would invite for dinner. Mm. Part of the first question you asked That's me. I love, I love Shonda Rhimes. I loved the book, um, especially because I think for me, it also helped me to say no to people because I was mm. saying yes to everything. And that was a problem. And and that's something that I needed to learn. And I also need to, I wanted, needed to say no to things that didn't make sense in my life. So that was something that I also, I, I love that book. And then another book is Masters of Scale. Um, actually, it's by, um, Reed Hoffman has a podcast. And basically, um, a book was written about some of the, the lessons from that podcast. And it's really cool because, you know, Rick Warren, not Rick Warren, Reed Hoffman interviews quite like great innovators like your Zuckerberg, your Bill Gates, anyone you can really think about. And it really is great to learn lessons, especially being in a tech space. Um, things are, the rules are different um, and you, the things are very different. So it's really good from a career perspective, especially if you're an entrepreneur. That's a really good book to read if you want to sort of grow up in that perspective. Um, it really has helped me a lot. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm almost done. The last one, I would say Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And I think this is for me, it's more like a faith book. Um, just remembering sort of the love to have for God and the love he has for us. And I think that for me is always good just to see that crazy love for, for him and for us. So that's, I'll say those are my top books um, that I can always go back to and I can reread. And yeah, I just, um, that I, I mean, the 5 the five a.m. club, I also love that. I think I'll add that. I think that also has helped, especially if you procrastinate sometimes or you want to keep... Robin Sharma, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I also add that as one of my top five. I love that. I love hearing... This is one of my favorite questions because I get to learn what books yeah. that I haven't heard of. Yeah. So, now closing, Ayanda. It's a rapid fire once again, but this time you complete the sentence. Yeah. Okay. I am a master at building new concepts and ideas. Ooh, yes, girl. Yes, girl. <laughs> I'm manifesting <One>. it. <laughs> I'm learning from you. <laughs> ah, you do. You know, I take my manifestation very seriously. Very serious, <laughs> and I'm learning. Right, is determined by what I'm manifesting. <laughs> um, what I know is sure is I'm operating from a space of purpose. Wow. Hmm. Uh, failure is an opportunity to begin like Henry Ford, but more wisely the second time. I believe that it's another opportunity for you to start over again. My life's work is. I think the advancement of people of the continent. And I mean, I still have a lot because I'm like thinking, oh my goodness, I'll be looking back 10 years from now. But I really think that 
it's just the empowerment of people or advancement. I think empower, I, I don't use that much anymore. I think more advancing because you can empower people, but people need to, they need tools and ways to get to grow. You know, you can tell me, hey, you are all powerful. Like, okay, what must I do now? How do I navigate in the boardroom when I'm the only woman? So I would say that. Knowing what I know now, I I think I would be less critical of myself um, if I knew that life is not linear and your career is not linear, that everyone has their own journeys. Um, I think I'll be less critical, less stressed if I had known that, you know what, everyone's journeys are different and your, you know, your, your career is not linear. Last question, I am... I am, that's the one question I actually didn't have an answer for, but I'm going to think of something right now. I am, I think I'm content um, and I'm really content. And there's just this level of just peace and just knowing and going back to that question or answer of operating from a place of purpose. I'm just grateful that I have that um, and I get to wake up to say, wow, this gets to be my life when I go to work. And I always hope that, and, and I think in everything I do, I always want people to be like, I really hope you do get to a stage where your career has that sense of I'm content and I'm oper operating from a space of purpose. There is no better place to end our conversation. I'm definitely content. Ayanda Vana, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vumi. This was so, so good. Um, you made me realize how... Sure, like, you know, you just sometimes are doing things and you don't always get to reflect. And when I was going through the questions, I really was just reflecting and thinking about um, some of the things that have happened in my life. You know, when I was stressed and thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to be my life when I was in corporate and now, you know, working in a different space. So it's really good to look back and to say, wow, God has been so good in really um, my journey and to see what's there's still a lot to do. As you said, I'm still at the beginning. I think I'm excited to grow and learn. Can't wait to see you do it. Thank you, Ayanda. Thank you so much for having me. So I've just finished that conversation with Ayanda Vana. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. And I look forward to our conversation continuing in our very next podcast. Make sure you're catching Career Conversations with Vimeo Sebi.